did not escape him. When they refused him who warned them on earth, when Moses warned them on earth and they didn't listen, they did not escape it. How much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? At that time his voice shook the earth. But now he has promised, say promised. Once again I will shake not only the earth but the heavens also. This talks about all creation being shaken and it indicates the removing of what can be shaken and that what cannot be shaken will remain. We have established in the previous teaching that there is a great global shaking taking place across the earth. Shaking of all humanity, shaking of the world's economies, shaking of the world's society, the shaking even of nature and all creation. Just in this last year, we had so many record-breaking weathers, record-breaking rain across the world, record-breaking floods, record-breaking snow, record-breaking hail, record-breaking heat. Just last week, we had a one once in a thousand year event with the eruption of that volcano in Tonga and the scientists were like this is so unusual that's what they said this, this is unpredictable so I suppose it's once in one in a thousand years so this we can see that everything is being shaken the whole of humanity the whole of creation is being shaken and things are going to get tougher the shaken but for the unshaken although we are going to be in darkness we will begin to shine brightly with the spirit of Christ because when the devil ups his game does that mean God is just going to lag behind we know our God amen it's in the time of Great pressure and great shaking where the glory of God is manifest the greatest. Is that not true? When I read my Bible, it's in the lion's den where God's glory is revealed. Amen. When I read my Bible, it's in the fire that was heated up seven times where Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were in the fire where the glory of God was revealed. Amen. So don't look at the circumstances and... Try wrap your faith around the circumstances. Wrap your faith around God who is above the circumstances. This is exactly the atmosphere for miracles. Amen. This is exactly where your faith is going to work. Amen. But before I teach you about all the wonderful promises of God... Relating to this time, I need to first build a solid platform for you. Because there's things that will limit your faith. I don't want to teach you emotional messages that last you for a Monday and a Tuesday and then you just get messed up the rest of the week. The mandate of the church is to equip you and to train you. To grow you, to work in you and so God can work through you. Amen. 
So I need to first teach you about things that are going to limit your faith so I can give you a solid platform for your faith to work. And one of those is fear. Fear will cancel your faith. I can't teach you about the coming blessings that you need to be prepared for if you're worried about tomorrow. Amen? I can't tell you it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, but you're so worried about tomorrow that you never see it. Right? So I want to get your roots in deep today about the unshakable faithfulness of God. Can I get an amen? amen? Thank you. So family, we've been going through really, really tough times. I mean, the last decade, it's, it, it got tough. And it's just like the pressure. Just when you think it can't get any worse, it, it gets worse. And many of us have experienced significant challenges. Significant. Loss. Failure. Lack hurt, sickness, whatever, we have, we have experienced this incredibly tough challenges where there's so many times that I've looked at circumstances, I thought, God, if you don't get me through this, I ain't going to get through this. How many of you have said that before? And it seemed like such impossible circumstances, but God always gets us through. And this scripture by the Apostle Paul really sums it up well. It sums up this last few years. It sums up my life. And I, I think many of you can relate to this in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 8 in the New Living Translation. It says, we are pressed down on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are persecuted. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. And that really sums it up for me. I don't know about you, but I've been through times where I've been feeling just pressed on all sides. I've been feeling driven to despair, persecuted. Perplexed, which means just like puzzled. Like what? What's going on? But in all of this, God has always, always been by my side and He has been by your side. And some way and somehow you have gotten through. Is it people here that did not get through? Amen. You got through. Now, I want you to get a revelation of this. That when we look at our lives and all of these times where things seemed impossible, God always got us through. Amen. Now Paul, the apostle who wrote that and who wrote most of the New Testament he had a personal encounter with Jesus. Jesus himself appeared to Paul on the road to Damascus. He himself commissioned Paul for ministry. Did that mean that 
Paul was not going to face any troubles in his life? Does it mean that if we are called by God, if we are serving God, that we don't have any troubles? I mean, one person comes to mind, and this is not a scripture in the notes, but it's Luke 1 verse 28, where an angel of the Lord, the angel Gabriel, appears to Mary, said, Blessed are you, Mary, highly favored of the Lord. Blessed are you amongst all women. Wow, can you imagine waking up in the middle of the night? There's this mighty angel saying, Blessed are you, child, highly favored by God. Blessed are you amongst all the people in the world. You think, wow, I've got it made, right? Everything's just going to work out. I don't think so. That poor young girl had to travel on the back of a donkey, nine months pregnant, for almost five days. Think about that. Some ladies, when they're pregnant, they don't even want to walk to the kitchen. Amen. Can you imagine being on the back of a donkey for five days over rough terrain? Never mind a nice bed to sleep on to prop up your pillow so you can know on the ground. And if that's not enough, they arrive now where they're getting. Of course God's got the penthouse for them, right? Of course, why wouldn't he? What happens? They couldn't find any accommodation. They're going to all of the places. Sorry, we're full. Sorry, we're full. Sorry, we're full. What now? Well, listen, you know, we've got a shed back there. Now, you can, this was the, the time of the census. It was full of animals. That place must have stank with animal dung. And yet they go in there. And in this bowl that all the animals were slobbering in, that's where Jesus was born. Family, I can tell you now, serving Christ is not a guarantee that you're not going to have troubles. You've got to get this. But it is a guarantee that you will always get through. Amen? Those who don't serve Christ will get destroyed by the troubles in life. But those who serve Jesus will always get through. Isn't that good news? Amen. Because family, troubles will come. Troubles will come. Let's see what, um, while we go through certain troubles, let's have a look from a God's perspective of why we go through troubles. Now, I want you to understand this. There's many reasons why troubles come. Some of those troubles are just because we make stupid decisions, right? Listen, if you eat McDonald's all your life and you have a heart attack, don't blame God. Amen? If you're going to walk through the Kruger Park and you get bitten by a lion, whose fault's that? Whose fault's that? Amen? Family, we... We make our own decisions in life. God does not control your decisions. If He did, every single one of you would tithe. Enough. Every single one of you would obey the, the, the commandments. Right? If He commands you to do this and He's controlling you, then why do you keep messing up? You would never look at porn. 
You would never lie. You would never judge. Who's in control of your life? You are. God would not be a righteous judge if he had to judge you for the things that he made you do. Amen? Let's just use a bit of common sense here, family. Amen? Am I washing some of your religious brains today? Let's see what, why God allows now his children, his people. Because the, the trials that God puts us through will not destroy us. But he allows certain things for his children to go through. Let's have a look and see. What does that mean? 2 Corinthians 1 verse 8 in the New Living Translation. This is Paul, the writer of the New Testament, most of it. He says this. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through. Say, trouble. In the province of Asia. We were crushed. And we were overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure it. Wow. And we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, a result of what? The crushing, the trouble, the overwhelming. As a result, we stopped relying on ourselves. And learned, say learned, to rely only, say only, on God who raises the dead. Wow, don't forget that statement, we're coming back to that. And he did rescue us from mortal danger. And he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him. And he will continue to rescue us. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, stop relying on yourself. Rely completely on God. Amen. No matter the circumstances, even if your life looks like it's in mortal danger, it's not going to destroy you. It's not going to overwhelm you. Although it feels like it, you will get through if you rely on God. Amen? God's faithfulness is unshakable, family. He is absolutely unshakable. And you need to understand that these people, these were not sinners trying to come to know Christ. These were great men of God that still had to learn to rely completely on God. How many of us are still learning that lesson? Amen. God wants us to put our absolute trust and faith and confidence in Him. That scripture, 2 Corinthians 1 verse 9, they said this. They said they stopped relying on themselves and they learned to rely on God who raises the dead. Wow. Their faith was at such a point. Lord, it doesn't matter this situation I'm facing in. There is no limit to my faith in trusting you. 
There's, my limit's not month end, and if you don't come through for me month end, my faith is gone. My limit's not when the doctors have said I've got one month to live. That's not the limit of my faith. The limit of my faith is no limits. That even if I had to die, even if everything had to get lost, doesn't matter because God is for me, God is with me, I will get through, and if He has to raise me from the dead, my God will do it. But my faith is unshakable. Amen. Tell your neighbor, unshakable. Amen. Family, we need to learn to put our complete trust in God. And I love this scripture in 1 Timothy 1 verse 19 in the Amplified Classic. It says it so beautifully. It says, holding fast to faith, holding fast to faith, holding fast to faith, not letting go, never letting go, holding fast to faith, that leaning of the entire human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence. Isn't that beautiful? I think it is. Amen. Are you guys still here today? Amen. You see, family, we always try to judge our success by whether we are successful or not. When we fail, we think God's abandoned us, which He hasn't. And to be honest with you, family, we need to go through the deep waters. Many of us need to go through these deep waters as children of God. Because it is as we go through these deep waters that God starts to clean us, God starts to refine us, God starts to prepare us for the greatness that we want. If you're believing in God for great blessings, guess what? You're going to need great characters to sustain that. And guess what? As a good parent, as we train our kids in sometimes tough love, God is going to do exactly the same so that He can possession you for those blessings. He's not going to give you something that's going to destroy you. Amen. And family, I can tell you that suffering is the best teacher. Suffering is the best teacher of obedience. Amen. Hebrews 5 verse 8 in the New Living Translation. Even though Jesus Christ was God's Son, He learned obedience through the things He suffered. Wow. Doesn't that blow your mind? Even Jesus Christ had to learn obedience through what He suffered. How much more you and me? I can tell you what, if it wasn't for the deep waters, if it wasn't for the suffering, if it wasn't for the pressure, if it wasn't for the times where it felt overwhelming, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be preaching to you today if it wasn't for that. I wouldn't have the things that I have. I would have none of that. Because it was in the suffering, in the pressure that I had to start realizing that, you know what, I'm responsible for my bad decisions. It was through the pressure and the suffering that I, I started to realize that I, I, I need to, to pray more. 
I, through the suffering and the pressure, I realized that I need to purposefully live more holy. It was through the suffering and, and the pressure that I learned that God is the only one that I can depend upon. It is the suffering, it is the pressure, it is all of that that prepares us for what God has in store for us. James 1 verse 2. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come, say when, not if. When troubles of any kind come your way, Consider it an opportunity. Say opportunity for great joy. Okay, just we can stop there. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. Amen. Let the suffering continue. Let the fire burn. Let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Do you want to be in a place where you don't need nothing? Where you lack nothing? That's what some of the, the translations say. Do you want to be there? Do you want to, just you three? Okay, well, I'll pray for you guys. Amen. You see, in order for us to get there, we need to go through the training. And our prayer should not always be, Lord, how can we escape this? But Lord, give me the grace to endure this. Let this fire burn, Father. Let this fire expose in me what I need to grow in, what I need to learn obedience in, what I need to change. So often when the people hurt us and betray us or life circumstance hits us, it's not so relevant of what they done or what life has done, but how did we react to those circumstances? How did we react to those circumstances? Are we the image of Christ? Because the Bible says we need to be continuously transformed into the image of Christ. Amen. But you have to get a revelation of that scripture that the troubles are not there to destroy you. Do you, do you get that? The troubles are not there to destroy you. They will never destroy you. Amen? They are there to prepare you for the greatness that God has for you and teaching you to learn to lean your entire human personality on God in total trust and confidence. Like the Apostle Paul said. Amen. That's the lessons that we need to learn. We must stop focusing on what we think God is not doing for us. But we need to know and focus on what He is doing for us by not doing what we think he should. Do you get that? We must stop focusing on what we think God is not doing for us. Lord, you're not blessing me. I'm not getting this. I'm not doing this. But we should be focused on what God is doing in and through us by not doing for us what we think he should be doing. When we think he's not doing things for us, he's actually doing a whole lot more 
than what you think. Amen? He's doing a whole lot more, and we need to be comfortable with that process, family. Family, God has got great and wonderful things for you. We need to trust Him. We need to believe in Him. And we need to grow in our faith. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, the New Living Translation. The temptations or the testing in your life is no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. Say faithful. He will not allow. Say not allow. The temptation or the testing to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted or tested, He will show you a way out so that you can endure it. Hallelujah. As a child of God, family, it doesn't matter what problem comes your way. It doesn't matter what you are facing. God has seen it. He it hasn't caught him by surprise. It's not going to be something that's catching him unaware. Your God is bigger. And when it comes, God has already got a way out for you. He has a, and He believes in you that you can endure it. Every problem you face, you know that you are going through it. Amen? And rest assured, family, your God is bigger than the challenges you face. Say this to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I want you to know, to really know, without doubt whatsoever, whatever this year throws at you, you will get through. Amen? Amen. Praise Jesus. Galatians 3 verse 1, the New Living Translation. Oh, you foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? For the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law or by doing things? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message by faith you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? After starting your new life in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, or was it? I ask you this again. Does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles? Say miracles. Among you because of what you've done by obeying the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message you heard about Christ. Hallelujah. Family, don't be like those foolish Galatians who allowed the lies of the devil to bewitch them. To put a spell on them. 
Consider carefully, family. How did you get through the life's challenges that you have been going through where everything seemed impossible, where there is no way out? Did you do that because you're clever? Did you do that because of your wits? Did you do that because of your power? Or was it the miracle working power by the precious Holy Spirit that has been given to us? Has everything, child of God, in this last year, in the year before last, in the last five years, in the last ten years, in the last twenty years, consider how much you have come through. Think about it. Consider the problems that you looked at and you thought, I'm never going to get through this. How many of those problems has there been? Did God get you through? Was it all in vain that now all of a sudden you're going to say, God, you get out of the way. Let me take the steering wheel of my life. That's really foolish. Amen. Listen to me, child of God. It is the grace of God that got you here. It is the grace of God that got you through. It is the grace of God that in and through that He has been working in you, perfecting you. When you refine metals, you put it in the fire. And when that metal goes in the fire and you heat up the oven, the impurities come to the top. It comes out the fire. They take the impurities off. They heat the oven up even more. They shove the metal in even more. Family, you need to know with a revelation in your heart that God loves you. That He is for you. That He is bigger. He is mightier. He is more powerful than any problem that you will face. There is not a problem in your life that catches God by surprise. And even if you make dumb mistakes, He will get you through. You need to know this, family. You need to put your faith and your trust completely, completely. Think about these scriptures in Jesus. Amen. Now more than ever, family. Now more than ever, we need to do this. Because this is a time and this is a season where only the unshaken, the unshaken in believing God, the unshaken in trusting God are going to make it and enter into the promised land. So what do we do, family? We need to repent. We need to repent. We need to repent for trying to do it our way. We need to repent for trying to be God in our lives. Right? We need to make a decision that we are going to put our trust entirely in God. We need to repent and give our lives back to God and put Him at the steering wheel of our lives. Psalm 55 verse 22 in the New um, NIL, it says, give your burdens to the Lord, and He will take care of you. He will not allow family. He will not permit. He will not allow the godly to slip and fall. He will not allow it. 
He will not allow it. Even if it feels like He will not allow it. Let the fire burn. Trust in your Jesus. Look at your heart and see what it exposes. Learn the lessons and push in. And cast all your burdens to the Lord. And He will never, ever disappoint you. Amen. In a moment, we're going to, we're going to pray. I'm going to allow those of you who feel that they want to repent. And in a sign of a repentance, we're going to allow you to come to the front and give your burdens to the Lord. Commit your life to Jesus. I'll stand in agreement with you. I'll lay my hands on you. We'll stand in faith and trust in God for the year and years ahead. Amen. Can we do that? But before we do, I just want you to all please bow your heads and close your eyes. Just bow your heads and close your eyes. Nobody looking around, nobody moving around. This is, is the most important part of the message. I need to ask you this question, child of God. Are you born again? You might say, well, you know what? I go to church, Pastor Carl. I suppose so. Well, in John 3, Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, who was the church. And he said to Nicodemus, he said, Nicodemus, you need to be born again. And Nicodemus, who was a, a pastor, he was a preacher, he was one of the ruling councils. He says, well, do I have to crawl up my mother's womb? How do I get born again? He said, listen, unless you're born again by the Spirit, you will not see the kingdom of God. And that's Jesus' message for you today. Unless you are born again, born of the Spirit of God, it doesn't matter how religious you are, it doesn't matter if you go to church, unless you are born again, like Jesus said, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. So how do we test this? Well, the scripture says that the Holy Spirit himself will bear witness in your heart. He'll tell you. The Holy Spirit himself will tell you. And so I'm going to ask you this question. If you knew that you're going to die tonight, you knew that you're going to breathe your last breath 12 o'clock tonight, are you confident? Are you sure? Are you ready to face Jesus? Do you know that you're going to look in his eyes and he's going to say, well done? Or are you uncertain about that? If you are, then you need to be born again. You need to be born again. And how do we do that? Romans 10 verse 9, it says, If you believe in your heart, Jesus is Lord, and declare with your mouth that He is Lord, and you believe that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So you need to make a decision that you're going to make Jesus your Lord. You believe that He is the Christ, that God raised Him from the dead, and it's like an engagement. You get engaged to Jesus and you need to remain faithful to Him. Does it mean you're going to mess up? Absolutely. But you need to be faithful to Him. And so if that is you, or there might be some of you who God is just ministering to your heart right now. Even if you are born again, even if you've served in the church, God is saying to you, be obedient, raise your hand. Because God wants to do something in your life. And you need to obey as well. Or there's some of you who have served the Lord and maybe grown cold and you just think today I need to make a new and fresh commitment. If that is any of you there, I'm not going to drag this out, giving you the opportunity, nobody looking around. 
At the count of three, you say, Jesus, yes, that's me, and you raise your hand. And you might say, is that important? It's very important. Jesus said, unless you acknowledge me before men, I will not acknowledge you before the Father. And if you can't acknowledge Jesus Christ in a place where nobody is even looking, only Jesus says you can never acknowledge him elsewhere. So be bold. If I was sitting here today, my hand would be up. I promise you. If I was sitting here today, my hand would be up because I sense in my heart. That's what God is telling me. So today, this prayer is for me as well. And if that is you, put your hands up now. In Jesus' name. Hands going up everywhere. Hands going up everywhere. Come on, family. Be bold. Be bold. Be bold. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now I want to ask everybody to pray this prayer. Please, every single person, even if you didn't raise your hand, please pray this prayer. Just say this. Say, Father, I hear you calling me. And I respond. I need you, Jesus. Now more than ever. I declare, you are my Lord. I ask you to fill me with you. Do whatever it is that you want to do. But I receive you now into my heart, into my life. Touch me, Lord. And change me. Please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Give me a fresh start. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you've called me. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen.